love is in the air and not only is love in the air but you know uh 245 trioxin is in the air also so when you combine that in the air with love then you get julie walker who is the lead character in a movie i'm about to do commentary for which is the return of the living dead 3 now I actually I'm doing this because I did say in my last commentary of the return of the living dead the original I did say eventually I would do commentary on part three and it was easier to get to I don't have to look through my VHS tapes for part two and all of that other type of stuff but um yeah part three is something you know if anybody out there is listening uh part three is something I owe the listeners and I said I was going to do it, so I'm going to do it. Now, people, be mindful. Excuse me. This is um, this will probably be... I'm not going to say it's going to be lazy, but I will probably sound like this unless it's a part that I get really excited about. I'll probably sound like this throughout the entire commentary because, um, you know, it was a long night of... I'll be honest out there. You know, honesty is key, especially for my listeners out there. Um. It was a long night of drinking and I'm still feeling the, excuse me, the effects of that on top of being on coffee right now. So coffee and hangover, you know, it's, it's just, this is all shit that doesn't mix with each other. Like the 245 trioxin, but hopefully I won't be going after anybody's brains. Now, let me just briefly before I hit play on the DVD. I'll just say um, you had the original Return of the Living Dead, Dan O'Bannon. Um, the second one was directed by Ken Wiederhorn. And that was a really troubled set. If you watch the documentary on it, and I watch it uh, often, um, you can see it was a troubled set. Really, really troubled set. And um, it went full-blown comedy. Now, while the first one had moments that were creepy for me and were scary for me, the second one, there's no scary moments for it um, at all. And this one was direct. Uh, Return of the Dead 3 was directed by uh, Brian Yuzna. And he he's a, he, you know, I think I think he did a, a Bride of the Reanimator. He's done a lot of, uh, I think he did The Dentist or the was it the dentist or the dentist too i can't remember somebody out there help me out you know if you listen to it correct me on it or something but he did one of the dentist movies if i'm not mistaken and this guy is uh he's he's an underrated horror genius because he basically made romeo and juliet bonnie and clyde for the zombie genre and that's exactly what this was even though julie was more in the forefront she was she was really running shit you know um Shout out to Melinda Clark for playing such a, uh, a iconic character, man. And she's uh, she's horror royalty for me. You know, she's been in things like she's been in Spawn and she's been in. Um, there was a show that was on. I can't remember if it was UPN back then or what, but it was um, it's called Heaven Help Us. She was on a TV show that I actually was was into for a little bit. Nobody judged me out there. But she's been in a lot of different things. If I'm not mistaken, she she might have been on One Tree Hill. I don't know. I would have to get my IMDb uh game up for a second. But um, 
Yeah, man, this was the one that this is very underrated as far as zombie movies go, because it just has a life of its own. And, you know, it, it does its own. It, it has its own rules. It has its own style. And one of the things I loved is that they brought it full circle back to the military involvement of the first movie. And that's something that is very genius about this movie because you know you had james karen use the line of typical army fuck up and um you 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 had all these mentions of the military but you didn't really see what was going on behind the scenes like you know we were on the outside looking in and all we got was Cur uh, colonel glover basically that's the most military involvement we saw and the shots that he was calling throughout the movie so we get we get it in uh you know we get it in full here and I can appreciate that. So, first of all, let me let me hit play. Another episode of Tudor Reviews, people. Of course, Romero Tudor, yours truly. That's me. Um, I'm going to try to stay as lively as I can. No pun intended, because I'm watching a movie about dead people. So, you know. Now, one thing I want to say about these title cards is um, it took me a really long time, even this being one of my favorite zombie movies, it took me a really long time to realize that Julie inflicting the damage on herself, uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it beforehand, but whatever damage she inflicts on herself, some of it, you see it in these title cards, which is awesome. Basil Wallace's Riverman. Shout out to Basil Wallace, man. He's a. Uh, I actually saw uh, they had the wood plan. If anybody out there knows the wood, it was on. Um, I said it was on. It was uh, uh, Omar Epps, Richard T. Jones, I think his name is, and Tay Diggs. And Basil Wallace actually plays the father of the bride. And every doesn't matter what movie I see him in, man. And he, he's and I don't see him in much. I got to do my research, but he he is Riverman in this movie, and that is forever what I will see him as. Sarah Douglas, who's always an asshole in, in, in these movies. Sarah Douglas. Now, if anybody knows Sarah Douglas, she plays. um. I just forgot her name that fast. People, y'all got to bear with me on this commentary, man. I'm really running on fumes, but I'm trying to put content out there for y'all. But um, Sarah Douglas was actually on one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, she was on The Return of Swamp Thing. And she played the girlfriend or the love interest of, um, you know, the mad scientist doctor. And she actually let Heather Locklear go in that movie, so she gets a pass from me. Because in that movie, Heather Locklear was... Phew, Jesus Christ. We're, we're not, we're not going to get on the topic of that. Whole different movie entirely. Maybe I'll do a commentary for a Return of Swamp thing eventually. Because I know it's got its fan base. I can't be the only one. And if I am the only fan of that movie, I'm cool with that. Written by John Penny. Shout out to John Penny. I don't know you, but you did a damn good job uh, pinning this movie, Penny. 
Now here we get the first shot of Julie. And I, I love that they're like just parked up on the edge of a cliff. Uh, and Julie's putting a lighter to her hand. Julie was, apparently Julie was already with the shits. Quote unquote. J. Trevor Edmond as Kurt, her boyfriend. Who also, they both are underrated actors. He's an underrated actor. She's an underrated actress. Now, let me say, I, I feel like they did a throwback to The Return of the Living Dead. The original, uh, having a lead with red hair, who was fine as all hell, that um, ended up becoming undead. But I love, I love uh, J. Trevor Edmund as Kurt, man. He's, he's really, he's good at looking like he's stressed out. He does awesome in that. He was in Pumpkinhead too. He was in Higher Learning briefly. He was in a he was in a couple roles. Uh, I, I think he was in Lord of Illusions. I haven't really finished that movie all the way, but J. Trevor Edmund is definitely an actor that didn't get the dues that he should have in the '90s. Whether he had a stellar career or not, he was always um he always brought it, man. And one of the things I noticed about J. Trevor Edmund um. Wait, real quick. This is a uh, Brian Peck playing one of these uh, technicians right here. Brian Peck is the only person in the series, well, in the trilogy, fuck part four and part five of Return of the Living Dead, but he was the only person in the trilogy that returned for each movie. He played Scuzz in um, uh, Return of the Living Dead, the, the first one. Now, anybody that doesn't know Scuzz, he was the one with the uh, the yellow mohawk, with the trench coat, with the, um, the buttons and the pins uh, clipped all onto it. He got killed by the half the uh, the half corpse in the window, and in Return of the Living Dead two, they hired him back as to to play uh, multiple zombies, and here he plays a, a technician. So that was a uh, that was good. We were going to use it as a weapon against the war on marijuana, and then came that leak in '69. We found out about its special properties. We did the only thing we could. After the gas brought the dead back to life, we rounded Now that's a blooper right there. He said it came to leak in 69 when the events of Night of the Living Dead took place in 1968 and it's supposed to be based on a true story. I don't know. Like, you know. John Penny, you got some splaining to do. And of course, now I can't remember the point that I was trying to make um, prior to talking about Brian Peck. I cannot remember. Same as on the car. Let's try it. Shit. What are you doing? Now I don't know if um I don't know if tonguing down uh the sliding area of a of a card actually works but it worked for her and she had a lizard tongue thing popping right now i think in the commentary she said uh her tongue was the size of gene simmons's tongue from kiss yeah i think this Commencing round, sir.
Now, this, as a kid, this always scared me. The structure of how uh, this military base on the interior is, is because everything's so sealed. And it's like, if shit is the fan, it's going to be super sealed. You know, gate grates and gates are going to go down. And see, she had a line right there. They keep it airtight because there's glass on the outside of these uh, structures. And they can see inside to different departments. And I don't, you know, like if shit hits the fan, it's going to be super quarantined. So how would you get out? You know, it's kind of like a, um, a fail-safe type of structure. Where if something, like say the trioxin gas was to leak and they had it set up in a way where if it leaks, we can't risk it getting out. So everybody dies type of thing. I don't know, man. It's, it's really this whole military aspect is so good. It's so good because it really that's one of the things I will always appreciate about this movie is that it really brought me back to the first movie. In the second movie, you didn't get a lot of military involvement. You got um, you got Colonel Glover in two scenes. You got scenes where he saw the trioxin barrels and he's like, Jesus Christ, not again. And they did the close up on the barrels. And then you got the scene where Jesse was calling the military. He was calling the number on the side of the trioxin tank. And he asked for Colonel Glover at some point. And he talked to him and then the power lines went out. The phone lines went out. And then you got a couple soldiers getting killed by zombies. That was it. But this is like, you get it in full, man. And I love it. Also, let me say this. Now, they're putting um, the trioxin gas on this cadaver, this corpse. Let me say, I need this series, as much as I adore this series, I need the Return of the Living Dead series to pick a fucking color, man. In the original, it was yellow gas. In the second one, it was green gas. In the third one, this one, it's white gas. Pick a fucking color, man, for this trioxin shit. Unless we got levels to this shit. Look at those eyes. Those dead eyes. Shout out to... Uh, God damn, I can't remember the uh, special effects guy's name. But shout out to what he did for the eyes. Now apparently this actor that plays the cadaver, he was a um he was a homeless guy and they just casted him as a zombie but i think they said in the commentary he was an extra and diehard so he was kind of bougie he wanted a limo and <laughs> he wanted all kinds of shit he played a great zombie though Another aspect I love of this movie, they shoot the zombies with projectiles to freeze them and um, just put them up. You know, you put them up and then that's it. That's all she wrote. And then you use them again. 
You can bring them back again however you please. about julie that kind of i mean listen people i'm a horror buff just as much as the next person probably more like i live and breathe this uh this horror genre i love it it's my favorite genre ever but the way julie is obsessed with death i can understand kurt's frustration because she's like i just knew it would be good and then they're leaving and she's like they didn't see us kurt like let's stay well, she didn't say that, but it's just like, that's how, that's the tone of her voice. And he's just like, listen, I don't give a fuck. We're getting up out of here. And she has this look on her face like she's disappointed. She's like, oh, he doesn't like death as much as I do. It's like, yeah. This was really a team effort. Don't be modest, John. This was your baby from the start. You know, it was John who figured out these poor dead bastards craved brains so they could get electricity from the neurons. Oh, is that right? electricity from the neurons that was something new i they didn't explain that in the movies oh this is about to be bad ooh ooh oh <laughs> he bit his fucking fingertips off And here we have zombies using tools. He's stabbing this guy to death with a scalpel. <laughs> it's like, this shit has hit the fan, people, early on. I love it. But what I don't understand is how are y'all getting tossed around by undead flesh? And I don't understand also, that's another continuity error. How, if, if these projectiles work, they hit him square in the head. How is he awake right now? They should explain that. Maybe the projectiles don't work. Dr. Hickox. He killed the shit out of Dr. Hickox. He bashed his brains against the, the wall. See, this is the type of shit where they would call his wife and kids up and try to cover it up. You're not going to call his wife up and say, um, listen, Dr. Hickox died. Uh, it was, a, it was a, a continuity era and he got his brains bashed in and Now, I was expecting a, a, a shot just now. Let me say something, people. I'm actually watching the theatrical cut. Now, I wish I had the unrated version because there is a shot of either drool or some type of acidic thing dripping into his brain. They actually show it. 
and that is one of the things that brings him back to life but we didn't get that shot here reminds me man i just want to give a fuck you shout out to the mpaa man the mpaa you tone these movies down and it, it, it's a slap in the face to effects crews you know you had wayne toth and um uh, i can't remember all the people that did the special effects for it. it was a it was a big crew that did special effects for this movie you had these people do this type of uh extensive work just to cut it out of the film it's a fucking horror movie like goddamn, man I, I don't understand the mp you know i'm not gonna go on a rant here folks i'm not but the mpaa are really assholes man they really are man and it really like I, I don't I don't know what else to say, but it is a slap in the face to people that actually sit in these in these uh, special effects trailers and they come up with these these amazing practical effects, man, just to get them cut out the movie. We don't even see half the shit in this movie, and I've seen the unrated version in spades, and it's awesome. It's the first version I saw, so when I bought this on DVD, it's like, wait, what? But you know, no, no rant. I just wanted to give a sh fuck you shout out to the MPAA for editing down our good gore films. Now here we got a sex scene, of course. Got to. Which is weird because she's talking about what they just saw, like the dead guy they just saw while they're fucking, and it's kind of like I feel his pain. It's like, damn, babe, we smashing right now. Like, God, I bet he was in hell. It must be awful to be dead. It must be awful to be dead. Julie, why don't you just give it a rest? What? What's the matter? I'm just so carried away with all this. And this is my thing with the MPAA. You show her tits, which is not a bad thing. You show her tits while she's on her back, while she's sitting up. Or whatever and then you cut out the gore shows how much of creeps that the mpaa are i'm just saying but i feel i feel his uh i understand his um you know his pain because it's like he's trying to smash and she's just like yeah babe do you remember that dead guy we saw five minutes ago i'll be like baby like come on now Let's let's both of us get off first, and then we'll talk about it later. Oh shit! My dad's here. Damn, that is a dope ass house. Like the exterior shot of that house, it, it looks it looks like he works for the military. That shit is fly. Kent McCord as um as the dad and Kent McCord is he he's a very stern father like I understand him in this movie however he is an asshole because there's a line he's about to say where he says getting you away from that girl will be the best thing that ever happened to you and it's like 
be lucky your son's i mean he's into a lot of bullshit he's sne- he steals your key card he's sneaking into your fucking facility Probably the most serious acting we've gotten in the series. Dad, we just got here six months ago. Curtis, I'm sorry. I don't like this any more than you do, but it's nothing we haven't done a dozen times before. So I want you to have your room packed by Saturday. Sunday, you start on the garage. You didn't have to find that car key we were looking for, did you? No, I didn't. I love his um the study. I want to call that a study or office that he has. It's fucking awesome. You got that fly ass leather chair. You got a desk. You have a liquor cabinet. You have a bookshelf filled with books. It's awesome. I love it. kind of a character arc where you can see Kurt is a bit of an outcast. He said, I finally got friends here now. I'm not going to go. <coughs> what? Son, I have tried to be very understanding of you in the last few weeks. I let you get that motorcycle. I even put up with you wanting to be a rock and roll drummer because I know you'll outgrow it. But this is where I draw the line. I will not have you define me on this. Now, do you understand me? Defy or define? Getting you away from that girl would be the best thing that ever happened to you. Dad, I'm not going! There's that line. Curtis, I am not finished talking with you yet. That's, um... Don't walk away from me! That's what defies... Defines... Shit. I just... Slap myself in the face trying to... Define that word. But that's what defines his dad as an asshole. He said, getting getting you away from that girl would be the best thing that ever happened to you. And it's like... Personally, if my, if my son's in love... If I had a son, you know, I have a daughter, but it's like if I have a son, I'm not going to, you know, I've been there before where I was younger and people told me what to do and how to feel and stuff. It's like I wouldn't necessarily tell my son something like that. Another character arc, he said, you never acted like this when your mother was alive. So that goes to show um, Kurt's been a different character since his... I love these characters, man. I really do. Kurt's been a different character since his mother was gone. Now they're on a motorcycle rolling out. Now she got to chill because they're on a motorcycle and she's like a... This was unfortunate. (laughs) Okay, now. For anybody listening, or anybody that might be out there in the universe watching the movie with me, of course you see Julie... flies she doesn't even fly she damn near pole vaults off that fucking motorcycle and she breaks her neck on a telephone pole now i get it but 
you know but you know what i've never been in a motorcycle accident before so only car accidents but so i can't really say how a body is launched physically and realistically so you know we'll just we'll just run with it for now we'll run with it i won't make a big thing out of it i promise love that zoom out shot because it just shows how isolated they really are this part is really sad though it got me as a kid man when i first saw it because it's like you know i was i was a kid when i saw it but i understood like on the outside looking and i understood when people love each other and it's like this guy just lost the love of his life It's a different level of uh, of grief right here. And here we are, the card that started it all. Now, let me just say this, people. Love is a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a drug. But I'm not sure I would want to bring my loved one back to life. He had her dead on the back of that motorcycle and nobody noticed. Some shitty staff members right there. Because if, if I'd had to give him clearance to go in, I'd be like, yo, what's up with your girlfriend? She sleep? And <laughs> she's pale as shit with blood dripping out her mouth. Be like, what's, is your girlfriend all right? But, um, yeah, I, I, I really don't think I would want to bring one of my loved ones back because I'm not going to say, you know, fate is a little different as far as like people dying and stuff like that. Sometimes people die unjustly, but <clears throat> there's a line she gives him where she said, you brought me back when you should have just left me dead. And it's almost accurate because when he brings her back, he sets off a chain reaction of shit that he can't control. You know, not even his dad and the military can control it because it spirals out of control so much as the movie goes on. Wait, so does that make Kurt the villain here, people? It's a good question. It's a real, I think it's a valid question. Is Kurt the villain for bringing her back? And where's security? This motherfucker's opening up doors and and and, and uh, turning locks and shit. Like he's he's about to put on a hazmat suit and get a whole barrel of triox. It's like I don't like. Where is your security? Where is it? Now, can you imagine if Kurt did this before? I would be the. Uh, I would be the fucking security guard just um, on the walkie-talkie or watching the camera like, oh, we got um, we got John's son up in here. We got, we got that kid up in here again. Doing the do. 
Now, this black security guard, he reminds me of the guy from VR Troopers. And I swear to God, it is anybody out there. If you remember, I'm showing my age again. If you remember VR Troopers, there was a black VR Trooper who looks just like the security guard in this movie. He trying to pry this shit open. Now, how cool would it have been if Kurt had gotten exposed to the trioxin too? Trying to bring her back to life. And honestly, if this shit was strong enough to to uh, go up into the atmosphere, and um, you know, uh, cause acid rain and be strong enough to soak into uh the grass and the soil and bring people back to life, then just the smell of it alone, like I know if I smoke bud, I can still smell it. I can't get high off of it, but I could still smell it. Even if I go into a room where somebody has smoked, I can still smell it. So it's like Kurt should have got a little bit of exposure, but you know, continuity, schmontinuity. Now, is this necrophilia? I mean, he's not having sex with her, not yet, but he does fuck her uh, eventually when they meet Riverman and they get settled in and they're hiding from the gang. It's like, is that necrophilia? It is. She's dead. Now, this is no tar man, but this is definitely a wicked ass zombie design right here. Is the guy named what is the guy's name that does of Tom, Tom Renone? Tom Renone, shout out to you, man, who, who, who did the practical effects. I mean, it was it was him of many people in the crew, but he is definitely he's one of the guys that did the commentary with um, uh, Melinda Clark. And he explains all the effects and shit. Ugh. Ugh. Now this, ugh. This is no tar man, but this this zombie scared the shit out of me as a kid. Not as much as tar man, but the fact that it's laughing is strange, and it's. Mm. What's going on, Kurt? Tell me. 
It's not news to be taken lightly. You died. It's going to be all right, though, baby. Let's do a close-up on his boots to see that he is the man in charge to start running after the problem. This fucking security guard is trash. Even for a black guy, man. I'm sorry. I can't root for this black guy. Riverman, you're cool. But no, not this guy. And then the motherfucker said, halt. <laughs> That's why your ass is about to get eaten. Sorry, man. Even in death, Julie is still worried about death. She's like, Kurt, is that what I'm gonna become? He's just like, yo, let's get the fuck out of here. And they peeled off. I love it. So I said one thing about J. Trevor Edmund, man, he's he's amazing at being stressed. Stressed out and emotional in movies is fucking is awesome. Excuse me. Excuse me, people. That burp was a little uh, not extreme, but and obviously there was a very strong connection between them, and that should be enough to keep her from attacking him, at least until her brain shuts down. If she attacks him, he becomes like her. Pentagon Special Command will be here in six hours. Thank you, Captain Obvious. I also suggested to General Meade that I go ahead and take over scientific operations. I don't think you quite understand. Your command does not start till oh nine hours tomorrow morning. I, yes, I, I do understand, but under the circumstances, I... No. John will stand his command until they arrive. I like this guy. Um, he was like um, John's right-hand man. You know, he, he called the shots when John couldn't. And even at the end of the movie, when shit's hitting the fan, he lets him know, like, listen, we have to get the hell up out of here. I love that scene. My skin. My skin feels so weird. I don't smell. Do I, do I smell? I don't smell. Now she's freaking out. I'm so hungry. If I could just get something to eat, I think I'll be okay. I'm working on it, Julie. I'm just trying to find some place open. Well, I saw a store back there. Why don't we go back there? There's too many people. I need to find a place where there's no people. They're going to be looking for us. Yo, that's every every girlfriend, living or dead. <laughs> it's like, God damn it, give me some fucking food now. They're always hungry, man. You gotta feed them. Now here we got the um the Latino gang. I do like these actors. Just a few more minutes, if we would have left when you wanted to, he never would have made it to level seven. Yeah. Pia Reyes, I think her name is. 
she was a uh, she was good eye candy. There's good eye candy in this movie. Now this is every girlfriend living or dead grabbing snacks. When are you gonna know? <laughs> this is every girlfriend, living or dead. What the fuck is wrong with her? That might be an ongoing theme for the rest of this movie, man. Don't you ever feed her, <laughs> Fucking asshole. This is definitely intense. But uh, the, uh, the, the other guy was an asshole because he's like, hey, he asked you a fucking question. And it's like, he asked me a question, but as a joke, being a dickhead about it. So you're being an asshole and just as much as a dickhead by saying, yo, he asked you a fucking question. It's like, I, I, man, I don't know. I'm built differently. This could have been avoided. And then just randomly, you got Mogo, the one that plays Mogo. I can't remember the actor's name. He jumps over the fucking counter and just is, 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 is taking out the register. I don't. God damn, man. Pistola. <laughs> he pulled out that burner. He like, listen, y'all ain't gonna rob my store. wasn't even like a crazy crazy effect like it could have been on some day to dead shit but damn her biting his arm is and see now she got that look on her face she's like what is this blood i like this she got a taste for something new damn she bit the shit out his arm That bite, man. That was that was that's bad. Now, in the really real world. I mean, I don't know. I live in Philly, folks, so this is L.A. 
I I don't know if the cops as soon as the van peeled off if they would have started shooting at him. I don't I don't know. Maybe things are different. It's a different world out here. And where you come from. she is now if you hear my reaction she's stabbing she pulled a button off of her coat a little skull button a pin and she's stabbing herself with the oh god there are effects in this movie that didn't now that effect is bad enough for me it's cringeworthy but there are there is an unrated version of this people oof wig shot now they done shot and killed the guy You know why this wouldn't happen in real life? Because he's Asian guy. Now, if he was black and he was hanging out the side, uh, hanging out the back of a van that was being chased, and he's waving, saying "Don't shoot," they would have shot him. But he's Asian, so this is very unrealistic. Very unrealistic. Dead noise. Oh. Now, people out there, let me ask you a question. Is that a make or break uh, situation? A make or break decision where you catch a girl? Now, now actually, for the fellas. When you catch your girlfriend eating someone's brains, like literally, do you do you break up with her after that? I don't know if you'd be able to. She'd probably find you regardless, and it's not like you know you can get somebody for her because she'll just eat them. But he just literally caught his girlfriend eating brains, and I don't know. That's a that's a different level of love right there, man. That's the ongoing theme for this. Love is in the air with the trioxin. I feel like this dickhead was a real cop. Like this dude with the crustache. I feel like he was a real cop that they just put on set. <sighs> Fucking MPAA. Because they, when that guy hopped out the van as a zombie, he, you could see him. There's a shot of him sticking the crowbar into the cop's eye. And... The crowbar is still in the cop's eye and them fall into the ground. But the way it's cut, you don't see anything. And for gorehounds like me, and I know you fellow gorehounds are out there, man. And I know y'all stand by me strong, but 
gore hounds like me, I I need to see all this shit. It's a fucking zombie movie, for God's sakes, man. Then the military pops up with the projectiles to kill the zombie. I always felt like they should have broke out a neuralizer from Men in Black because the way they the way they pull up, it's crazy. He ready to roll. Love Kent McCord, man. I do not want my son hurt. I don't give a fuck what y'all do to her. Make sure my boy is good. And meanwhile, his son is just, he is not giving up on this girl. I don't know, man. Like it, 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 it makes me. It, it, it really. This movie really makes you question the love you have for your mate. I don't know, man. Like it's one thing if my girl was eating brains as a delicacy or some shit. Like some things I can't agree with. I'm not supposed to understand, but you're physically eating brains, like human. Bra- oh, this is this is uh this effect is nasty, and we don't even get to see it. We get to see a glimpse of it. Ouch. Ooh. It's another effect that we didn't get to see. She's she's uh sticking a spring, like literally spiraling a spring, a rusty spring into her arm. And we do get to see it in the unrated version, but unfortunately, this version I'm watching, um, they didn't have the big boy draws on. Fucking MPAA. Do you want to be dead? All right, that's fine. What were they thinking? Look at you. You're disgusting. Typical, uh, typical boyfriend-girlfriend argument. He called her disgusting. She's discouraged, and she runs off. reminds me of if Edward Furlong grew up from Terminator 2 and just prospered into this as opposed to playing in like the crow wicked prayer and the night of the demons remake shout out to Edward Furlong though Don't be stupid. 
Get off the ledge, please. No. Julie, damn it. Stop screwing around and get back over here now. Just go away. Julie. Go away. Go away. I heard that before. I didn't mean what I said before. This is, I, he said, I didn't mean what I said before. I'm sorry. <clears throat> this is, um, people, listen, man. The crazy thing about this movie is even though she's dead and the circumstances of this movie and the premise, this is regular relationship drama. It really is. The way that they're talking. Her eye, uh, her eyelashes are the shit, though. I won't lie. No! Oh, she said, and I oop. <laughs> she found, and Riverman is just watching, like, holy shit, that's real relationship problems for you. Like Riverman is really sitting there watching. She fell right into the goddamn river. It's not even a river. It's a fucking. It's 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 a flood. This is a rainy night in Philly. This is the streets in Philly on a rainy night. She hit more concrete than she hit water. That's for damn sure. I guess he couldn't die afterwards from blood loss. Santos is a doctor, apparently. What is it, man? Rabies, man. Holy shit, yo, these motherfuckers, man. I, yo, I love these. Um, <coughs> I hate, but I love these uh, gang members. Let's go to the river, Santos, because I know where everything is at. I know that the shit hooks up to uh, Derry and Maine, and we can go holla at Pennywise and the Losers Club. It's like, nigga, you, <laughs> this motherfucker, he got a map of the river. Sit your ass down somewhere. Black. They were floating along just as nice as you wanna. Then they round the corner, and she rose up like a big old black viper and pulled them under just like that. Swallowed them whole. Never found one of them. He ain't trying here. Just like I saw it here. 
Nobody asked you. Typical relationship talk, living or dead. She's like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> He's just trying to love her. And she's like, listen, I'm dead, nigga. I hated that line. I always like, even when I was a kid and I had a gut busting crush on her, I hated that line I hated that line uh, she said I'm not alive I'm not dead I'm just lonely and and I also hated the fact that he said we, he said if we stick together we can beat this it's like she's dead I can't beat this shit you can't beat trioxin buddy Now they pull up talking shit. And you see Mo Mogo hopped out the back seat like, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's like, me too with the rabies and shit. And then you got uh, Felipe is standing on top of the hood. It's, it's like, I'd have been like, man, get the hell off my car, dude. It's like, we we know we're trying to be intimidating. You don't have to stand on my hood and dent the shit. <laughs> oh, man. You're acting as terrible. Indiscriminate containment. Wait, did I say that right? Indiscriminate containment. A chance isn't good enough. Reynolds, what are you doing? I'm going after my son. You are no longer part of this effort. Come on. And I love that he had he had people that were still riding with him, regardless of what the fuck uh you know uh regardless of how in charge she was of the situation he's he grabbed a gat you know one of those projectile weapons and he's like yo come on but he had members that were still riding with him i love it 
the letter? Um, I'd have been like, it's called rigor mortis, baby. You're going to be all right, okay? Give me a kiss. <laughs> it's like... You know the thing about this movie, people, is that... It is a very big departure from the original. However, it still has elements of the original. Like I said, a lot of the the, the comedy for me is unintentional. But the gore is still there. The zombies are still there. The trioxin is still there. And they just took the military involvement and ran with it. But this movie definitely stands on its own just as much as the first one does. In its own way, of course. I call it home. And the character of Riverman, I, I, I love this character, man. <clears throat> Spoiler alert, it's a shame what happens to him, but he definitely is a pivotal character. And even after his uh his demise. Well, his human demise, that is. walked off love river man yo got to so what are you gonna do in seattle i don't know get a job or something maybe get a gig in a band playing drums you a musician i don't know never been in a band or anything but it's what i want to do Like borderline over the top, but borderline genius. I do like this bonding moment between the two of them. Like, uh, though they just met, um, Kurt, you know, things end the way they do, but Kurt had a little bit of hope because of this guy. He actually saved them from, um, 
premature demise, I guess you could say. And he said, you saved us. So, you know, I, I don't know if I'll get a chance to repay you. And Riverman gives him this. What's this? Mighty girl calling. Next time you find someone who needs help, you just help them out. And you give them that coin. And you tell them to do the same for somebody else. Because as long as that coin keeps circulating, there'll always be somebody out there doing something good for somebody. You got a deal? You can call me River Man. <laughs> that line wasn't delivered badly but i feel like the you can call me riverman line maybe it should have been a little different maybe <laughs> yo yo they hit the they in the sewers clowning, yo. This uh this gang, man. And I say gang, I use that term loosely. I say gang because um you know the first the first um Return of Living Dead had a gang. It was a gang of teenagers. It was a gang of people. Not necessarily a gang like bloods and crips and oh all that type of shit, but it's a gang. But they're funny. party and watch me play and the band members would be like yo is your girlfriend dead or what do you really think we'll make it because she's turning blue of course I do. <laughs> now this is one thing about um <clears throat> about this movie as a kid i had so much faith in these two as boyfriend and girlfriend as a unit that i felt like they would make it i had visions in my head of of uh Dead ass Julie rocking out, just acting normal while Kurt was playing in a band while they had a place on the water in Seattle. It's crazy, man. Come back to bed. It's basic couple shit. What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, oh my people! That is one thing the MPAA did not cut out. Oh God, that glass sticking in her shit. Oh, goodness gracious! Now they showed a little bit of it, but there is a sh there is more of the shot they just showed where she's sticking the um the glass into her uh into her palm, like shoving it into her palm, and it's oh god, it's fucking nasty. Shout out to the practical effects department in this movie, man. God damn. I'm 
typical uh, girlfriend shit, dead or undead. I just get so confused sometimes, and then she just takes his clothes off and she wants to fuck. Ooh, hot. Blast through the fist. But it's like, how did he not feel the blood dripping onto his arm? It's like, bro, she doesn't, she doesn't come out of that part of her body. So how do you not know there's a fluid on you? Damn, she gave Kurt that knockout? That nigga sleep and she up like, well, I guess she doesn't get tired. She don't get tired. She's dead. She uh, literally can sleep when she's dead. So she's just, uh, you get the idea. Now this sequence, this is what I was saying behind the title sequence. This is Julie inflicting all the pain on herself to get rid of her. Uh, ooh. Yikes. Nails through the fingers, spikes through the fucking palm. Oh my god, this scene is just cringeworthy. Lip, the lip rings are cool, but the ugh. ugh. Oh god. Putting it, ooh, the, the chain through the slices in her neck, tying a rock to her fucking. Oh my goodness. Oh lord, this. Oh god. Now, this is one thing uh, about this movie. She is very much inspiring because, you know, you see people out there. Um, like I said, people, I live in Philly, so I've been on South Street many a times. I don't go anymore because, uh, you know, I'm grown and I, it's nothing really on South Street for me. Other than the sh to shop, like I don't go to hang out or to, you know, frequent certain spots. But you see people like that all the time on South Street. Piercings and spikes and that's regular so safe to say return of the living dead 3 and um how they designed julie walker uh, melinda clark's character is a uh, it's trend setting for sure it is and it's awesome because she is one of the most badass looking zombies i've ever seen in my life top probably top three tarman and it's funny thing is both of them belong to the return of the living dead franchise tarman um Julie and you know we'll figure it out we'll figure out a ranking eventually maybe I'll do a, a episode on that Mierda.
There we go. She like, oh, we got company? Oh my God. She came out to show off. Now, Melinda Clark said that she thought of herself being a snake during the scene. I think she said that, but... Oof, look at these. God damn it. She tore herself up. Nails in the arm, slits in the, in the leg. Spikes in the... Jesus, man. Glass in the face, glass in her tits, and in her shoulders. Jesus, man. And she licked the blood off her lip. I love that that shot. She licked the blood off her lips. So he's like, Julie? She like, yeah, baby, it's me. I'm here to save your ass. <laughs> everyday <laughs> everyday relationship shit. Um living or dead. You know what I mean? She there to save her. She's there to stand by her man. Save him, whatever you want to call it. I like it. I like it very much. Her movements are just so uh, peculiar, man. You don't look like you got rabies to me. Now, my thing is, what are you going to do? Now, of course, she has jean shorts on, but it's like, how do you know she didn't stick glass in that snatch? But, you you know, like she can't she can't jerk you off. She's got spikes in her hand and glass in her fucking tits and shit. And she's got a spike in her. Like, what are you going to do with her? Ooh, that's a nice squib. It's a nice squib wound. But what are you going to do with that girl? Like, you can barely even fucking touch her. She must have killed him quick. another shot that the MPAA cut but we get to see it though Oof. <clears throat> now I think the special effects guy actually said that this was um, inspired by Dead Alive remember when the guy uh, people out there are listening uh, Dead Alive there was a scene where a guy his head was um, separated from his neck and you know his spine was long as fuck he's moving around like that (laughs) 
this one free? See, man, that, that that was supposed to be a shot of her literally tearing his lip off of his chin. It was nasty. It was straight up like day to dead type of nasty. Oh. Oof. Melinda Clark described that as a cat scratch. That was nasty. I got an uncle that is exactly like that. He said, oh, not her. Uh-uh. I love that line. two seconds i'm gonna run up and grab my coffee and then i'm gonna be right back to you guys but i kind of don't want to leave y'all now that i'm saying it because they're you know the boarding the nailing and boarding up scene like i love the scene in movies any scene in movies i could watch it all day it's one of the reasons why night living dead is my favorite because i can actually watch i can tolerate boarding and nailing but uh 60 seconds, hopefully less people. I will be right back to grab my coffee. And I'm back, people. 
again. I don't know if that was 60 seconds or not, but I tried. I did try. Again, shout out to Kurt for um, being a stand-up guy. He's like, we're getting out of here, all of us. And shout out to Riverman for, um, you know, he's carrying Julie right now after Kurt just, you know, Kurt just based him. Now, here we go. We get something that's a little reminiscent of the original theme, but we do get a theme here. It's like, dude, dude, yep. We get a little theme here while the zombies are, and it's while the zombies are breaking through the boards. I love it. And while there's only three of them, you do get that nostalgic um, uh, Return of Living Dead slash Night of Living Dead type of scene. Like I said, man, everything comes full circle, which is why this movie is crazy underrated. on her ass. He said, truly not him. He had to now see domestic abuse. See, she was always um, she was always flip-flopping. She ate that man's brains. She was about to attack Kurt and he had to bash her over the head with a lead pipe and then she just automatically snapped back to her senses she's like kurt help me end this pain and he's like what have i done what have i done my god i have i have sinned and she does that in the midst of zombies breaking in like julie should be now i'm not gonna this movie does not need a remake but if they ever did it if they ever did this premise again Julie needs to be killing the shit out of zombies that's trying to kill her boyfriend. You know what I mean? Oh. I love how she she fell so amazingly. I love it. This this part was rough to watch as a kid. She said, "Don't leave her." Don't leave me. And it's like, it's is this is one of the strangest, toughest situations to ever be in.
I love this music. And Kurt just kind of like, uh, you know, he kind of folds like like he's a kid again. is now I'm gonna just say this now Return of the Living Dead 1 is my favorite but this movie had some of the best acting in the entire Return of the Living Dead franchise that scene alone between the two like Kent McCord and um, the scenes that Kent McCord and J. Trevor Edmund do have are just fucking Damn near flawless, man. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say they're damn near flawless. It's awesome. That scene right there, you know, he 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 said when your mother died, the hardest thing I had to do was let go. He's trying to like sympathize with his son, but not really. He's kind of he's trying to sympathize with him and trying to lay his excuses and his problems onto his son also. And the shit works man like we this is why one of the reasons why i will not do a commentary for return living dead 4 maybe a review but i won't do a commentary for it man because it was just such a slap in the face after a classic like this yes people this is a classic for me and why it's not in my top five i have no idea but it definitely may be a close six definitely may be a close six I think my top five zombie movies, I think I ranked them, is Night of the Living Dead, 68, Dawn of the Dead, 78, um, <clears throat> Return of the Living Dead, um, Train to Busan, and I think I split the last one between Planet Terror and World War Z. Um, I think I may take World War Z out. I may. But this is definitely... A very, very, very close six. Number six. <laughs> I always hated that zoom out because it's like you zoomed out of a room that was small as shit. <laughs> it was so dramatic. Uh, so dramatic. And poor Julie, she's like strapped up. Son, aren't you? Believe it or not, you're looking at the weapon system of the future. The what? The what? He like, bitch, this is my fucking girlfriend. Ooh. Oh, God. Now, according to um, uh, 
his name Tom Rainone, the special effects guy. This suit that they had, you know, this exoskeleton suit that they had on um, Basil Wallace, apparently it really is heavy. And shout out to Basil Wallace for being a trooper. Now, see, this is um, this is another thing that they could have ran with in the next movie. What? Well, they did, and they did it all wrong. Ooh. But they they did it all wrong. Weaponizing these zombies. They weaponized the zombies in part four, but they did it like it's so fucking terrible. I think if I get drunk enough, people, maybe I will do Return of the Living Dead four commentary for it because I do own the movie unfortunately it came with this movie but it's just a mockery of the series it's, it's a complete disgrace there you go Kurt Get the gun. He definitely groped Sarah Douglas's titties just now. Now, if this would have happened on set uh, today, they would have Sarah Douglas would have hashtagged me too. Real rap. And that's not to take it lightly or make a joke of the Me Too movement, people. This for all the, any sensitive listeners out there, I'm not making fun of it. Oh, she said, I knew you'd never leave me. Love it. Oof. <laughs> His aim is trash. Still got Santos up in there. Well, his head anyway. I mean, that still counts. Because it's got his brain. Okay, now uh, continuity, continuity. But if if uh, I was about to say Tarman, if Riverman 
busted open the, the top of that trioxin canister and the gas is hissing out wouldn't everybody in there turn into zombies or get sick at least continuity smart noodle Zombies just look pissed. They don't even look, they just look pissed, yo. And I love this part because um, he shows him the Mardi Gras coin that uh, uh, Riverman gave him. And the fact that these zombies do retain some of what they were, Riverman remembers it. He opens up the door for uh, Kurt and Julie and he lets him go. I love that scene even though the movie ends how it ends uh i, I do love i love the scene he gives him that coin and he just pries the door open for him <laughs> kurt just nodded like yo Good looking, man. good looking out, man. Rim man just looked at him like, "Listen, man, I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> and then Sarah Douglas just kills the shit out of him with this shotgun. Actually, she doesn't kill him, but she blows him. She blows him to bits till he's just a head, <laughs> a head and hands inside of a, a exoskeleton. The sound alone is great on this movie. You got zombies that way, and you got zombies that way. See, see what happens when you try to be dramatic. We gotta get out. You get to get them brains eaten, boy. Trying to be all dramatic and win an Oscar. like it stings and you know what I hated about the fact that uh, what I hated about when Kurt got bit it's that same piece of shit fake ass tar man zombie that the first zombie we got uh, out of the trioxin barrel that bit his arm so it's kind of like it was a vendetta against him again poetry and motion and now his dad's trying to, this is sad, his dad's trying to get him out and he knows he got bit. It's nothing he can do. I mean, unless he watched Day of the Dead and he can chop his arm off, which would have been easier. 
Oh god, but when your arm looks like lasagna. Sorry, I'd have been like, listen, Dad, you, you got a machete? Chop my arm off and we're bringing, we're bringing Julie with us. It's the only way. But the fact that he couldn't let go of his son was, um... That hurts, man. This is one of, uh... Easily, and we're gearing right towards it right now. This is one of the uh, worst and hardest endings of a zombie movie for me to watch. Like, I made excuses for this movie, um in my head back in the day because I couldn't come to terms with this ending. I really couldn't. Now anybody that's not watching with me, um, he just turned up the fire for the incinerator. Then they join hands. I love the shot of them joining hands. This is... Now, when he said where we belong, did he mean heaven or hell? Because it's like, y'all both have done some shit in y'all lifetimes. Murder. Oh, man. This ending, man, when I'd say, like I said, I made up excuses in my head. Um, as a as a kid, when I saw this and I'm and, and I was like, you know, they that was a way out. They didn't die. And this, that and the other. I really made up excuses because I couldn't. I got so attached because one thing people about zombie movies for me is the way a zombie movie survives for me and it, it becomes a classic is be, is um when i become attached to the characters so when something happens to a character when they turn into zombies or when they die in a horde or what when they die uh, regardless when they die is um you know if i feel it and i sympathize it's it's an epic for me Cause I'm all about character development, so I had gotten so attached to Kurt and Julie. I mean, the other characters were great, nothing away from them, but I got so attached to Kurt and Julie um, that I really, by the end of this movie, I'm like, no, they they're gonna be all right, right? No, they're all right. That was um, they didn't burn to death. It was a it was a way out. They found a trap door and wait, that's actually not a bad idea. Maybe I could do um. I could write maybe some uh, like some fan fiction of return. I could do my version of Return of Living Dead for. Her. And actually, um, the the uh, director Brian Yuzna, he actually I, I did some research and he had a plan for a Return of Living Dead for her, where those zombies had escaped and they were running amok in L.A. Is basically what they said. Now, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll write it outline it i don't know pitch it to somebody i don't know but however man this movie i did commentary on this for a reason not only because i said that i would do it but i would probably get around to doing it anyway because it is october is nearing towards halloween and this is definitely one of my favorite zombie movies of all time
but um and it, and it's uh you know cuffing season is approaching so what better than to be cuffed up by a dead woman i mean i don't know how, what that says about me that i just said that but you know if, she, if she's dead and she came back to life and she loves you all the same if anything more then yeah that's something to hold on to people but i'm gonna stop talking y'all heads off i've done it for an hour and it's about to be hour and 41 minutes exactly just now i waited till the countdown came but yeah people to the reviews another episode in the can um shout out to y'all the listeners the supporters love y'all to death and which means i will also love y'all to life as long as there are not triox and barrels involved but um i'll i don't know what i'm gonna do next y'all will just have to find out um, yours truly Romero Tudor. I'll see y'all next episode, man.